I'm Bruce Singer, host of this podcast. And uh, today we have a very exciting guest, but I want to share, share a bit about ourselves. Is I'm the CEO and founder of Canada CFOs Inc., which provides part-time CFOs, fractional CFOs, and interim CFOs to companies. We're very passionate about CPG food and innovation. And uh, today I have a very exciting guest, um, Marie Chevrier-Schwartz, who is the CEO and founder of Sampler. And we're going to tell you a bit about Marie. Uh, she's a trained, she's trained in meditation, very into things like, um, like mindfulness. She has one son, but some of the things, in addition to being founder and CEO of Sampler, uh, she's been voted, she's been received Woman of the Year by DMZ. She's also got a 2021 American Marketing Association Marketer on the Rise Award. Uh, Sampler's been recognized in the Globe Mail as one of the fastest growing companies in Canada. Uh, they've been recognized as a great place to work. Toronto Life has recognized her as of the, one of the most influential Tor uh, Torontonians. Um, there's a Canadian Innovation and Entrepreneurship Award, glo a Global Entrepreneurship Award. Uh, she's been on podcasts. She's been um, numerous accolades, tremendous thought leader. Uh, again, numerous recipients of awards. Have I got it all? Have I got it all, Marie? <laughs> Have I got it all? Uh, wow, what an intro. Thank you. <laughs> she's awesome. She's awesome. Welcome, and her team is awesome, and we're going to learn a lot today. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So when we start, share us, you know, now you're, you're founder and CEO of Sampler, and, and you've won a lot of awards, and especially recently in the Globe Mail, the most fastest growing company. Share, can you share your story? Yeah, Where of course. How did we get to this point? Love, uh, love to hear it. So humble beginnings is where we start. And I always say that for for everyone is, you know, it, the, it all starts from an idea. And uh, for me, the idea came when I was a brand ambassador handing out free product samples in grocery stores or in street corners. I'll always remember thinking to myself, well, this is crazy. I'm giving a free product to someone who's just walking by. They have absolutely no idea who the brand is. Um, they're going to take it home. Perhaps they'll consume it. Perhaps they won't. Um, but if they do, I will truly have no idea whether or not they had a positive experience, a negative experience, and whether that experience converted to a purchase. And so I was studying digital marketing at the University of Ottawa at the time. And I just knew that, you know, media was going to move into a more programmatic and measurable um, way uh, of doing advertising. And I just felt like that first interaction with the product needed to be uh, programmatic and, and ultimately targeted and measurable. Um, and so that was the initial insight. But obviously, um, like many, um, I, I I put off the time uh, to, to start the business. I, I wanted to graduate university and, and ultimately uh, go gain more experience in the market. And I, I don't even know that I knew that this was a business idea. Like, I just think it was an insight at the time. Um, and so multiple years later, after several years in agency and uh, some time working at a few tech startups in New York City, where I got the opportunity to really learn mm -hmm. about like how to build um, technology companies, I finally was like, you know what, um, there is truly something here um, and started Sampler in 2013. At the time, I had no technical background. I only knew one developer in the entire world, and he lived in uh, Germany. 
Um, I had never <laughs> met him in person, only wow, via Skype wow, at wow. work. Uh, and I somehow convinced, um, his name is Christian. I somehow convinced Christian to develop the first version of Sampler, um, on a shoestring budget <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and that's how Sampler was born. Wow. That's incredible. So, so what, so it worked, but how is it, so how did it, how has it evolved? Like since yeah. the, uh, so you got this 2003, we're almost 10 years into it. You know? Yeah, that's incredible. How has it evolved? Because I hear, I hear samplers everywhere. <laughs> you know, like, like <laughs> with my clients, and it's uh, tremendous, tremendous progress. Share that. What was it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think, uh, I think that the biggest thing has been um, the the thing that has made sampler what it is today is our continuous ability to reiterate. I think that's like definitely our special sauce like when we started sampler um the first version of sampler was an application that lived on facebook that was like when facebook had apps where basically you could be on the brand's uh page and you could go to tabs where you can have like experiences with the brand and sampler was one of those experiences and um and at the time, you couldn't even claim a sample for yourself. You could only send one to a friend. It was a peer recommendation platform. Anyways, we went from that to um, to really like leaning in with our clients as to where they wanted us to be to developing a truly distributed technology now that lives pretty much anywhere. So yes, you can integrate Sampler into your ads, but you can also integrate Sampler into your influencer campaigns, into your website. Or you can also um, participate with our retail programs where we enable retailers like Target and Kroger to launch sampling programs and then allow the brands to participate in them um, in experiences that live like post-checkout or as part of media. Um, so we've just constantly reiterated and, and really thought about where is this solution going to add uh, most value. Um, so... I think we've just been great at at being opportunistic, seeing where the market is moving and taking those opportunities. So I'd say that's our secret sauce. <laughs> so if I'm a consumer, how does Sampler I'm curious. So as a consumer, like like I I I've I've seen the website, it seems like that. How do I how do I interact with Sampler as a consumer? How does it yeah. Well, from a consumer standpoint, Sampler is kind of like your sampling passport, if you will. Okay. So you you may see Sampler um, in many places, and just like you would connect with, uh, you know, connect with Gmail or connect with Google when you you go to a website, you can connect with your Sampler account when it relates to claiming samples. So mm. it's possible that you see Sampler out in the wild on an ad with, let's say. Uh, Garnier, um, uh, one of the L'Oreal brands, and you, you go to claim a sample, and all of a sudden it says connect with sampler. If you don't have a sampler account, you'll create one quickly, which will ask you questions that are specific to sampling. Um, so it would be things like, 
what's your shipping address, for example, because we need to ship the sample. Or maybe it's going to ask you your skin type if we're actually giving you a skincare product so that we can actually match you with the right product. So you're building your profile on sampler across all these different um, sampling interactions. And ultimately, that enables you it's kind of your passport to making sure that you can, you are incredible. Um, That's incredible. consumer uh, with those brands. Well, I, I noticed on the site too, I think there's like millions. I saw the number, there was data. Yeah. Was, like, yeah. Mil- was it millions? <laughs> At this point, Sampler has half a billion oh first points on the platform. That's a, a congratulations. That's Thanks. outstanding. That's, that's a, I'm excited. <laughs> that is that is incredible that is an incredible because the website that's unbelievable congratulations so Thanks. what has been so share your obviously you're in this you're in this industry uh, a lot of it the cpg food there's a whole what do you see what are you seeing now as we move forward into the future what are you seeing in terms of the trends retail trends marketing trends consumer trends what are some of the hot issues that we can share with the listeners from, yeah. from your learn, your own learnings? Yeah. So I think um, I think everyone that is in retail will probably agree that it feels like retail is the one industry that has received the most disruption over the last three yeah. years. Um, and I'm sure other industries would say that I have no scientific uh, <laughs> validation of that, but it certainly feels like we all have like had um, tons of ups and downs in retail. So the biggest one that uh, that everyone has been talking about over the last two years is definitely the supply chain crisis, right? When raw materials became hard to get a hold of, um, every single consumer packaged good brand saw their costs increase. These are companies that were typically profitable in the distribution of their products that completely went into unprofitable situations because of the cost increase of, you know, uh, raw materials like glass or plastic. Um, And so that has required many of these companies to rethink their supply chain, rethink what, how they're producing their products, what even containers our products are going into. Um, With the supply chain crisis, uh, from a consumer standpoint, what we ended up seeing is that consumers couldn't find products on shelf. All of a sudden, you had limits on products like Dove in store, right? Or we saw the the formula shortage, which was extremely, extremely scary for yes, parents yeah. who rely yeah. on formula. Um, and so what does that do? That changes consumer behavior. All of a sudden, I don't care what brand I'm buying. I will buy the no-name private label brand because it's available. Um, And that changes consumer behavior around loyalty. And that has a long lasting effect on the brands that were um, historically, you know, the the, the premium brands. Um, The second big trend that we're watching is the recession. Everyone's watching that. Um, So obviously, uh, or inflation, I should say, Um, as as we see prices um, inflate, um, again, you're going to see brands that are going to uh, need to charge back um, to the consumer these prices mm-hmm. and ultimately uh, probably price themselves out of certain consumers. So again, consumers are going to be looking at, 
oh, is my ketchup really worth that extra 50 cents? Or should I go ahead and test another brand that maybe is not as good for me, but maybe like fits my budget? Um, and we see that in categories, uh, in, in a lot of categories. Um, I'd say lucky for the fast-moving consumer packaged good companies in times of tightening of budgets, um, the categories that that really suffer are, are typically the the larger priced items. I think uh, CPG feels a bit of that um, on some on some categories, but it's not widespread. It's not on every category. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, pushing a lot of uh, consumers to private label and and lower cost options. Um, the the third that is like obviously a hot topic with the uh with with Elon Musk uh lately is is just like the power of social media and the the power of um the yeah. the, the potential decline of social um and the reason is yes there's um there's Elon Musk at the helm of Twitter uh but also like it started a lot earlier uh, when we started talking about privacy and the fact that consumers are starting to be worried about sharing data um, and uh, ultimately uh, the pricing of media started going up because people weren't accepting the Apple privacy changes or um, soon enough, Google will move to a coquillas world. So the pricing of advertising has gone up to a point where return is just not there uh, for a lot of brands. And so they're changing their media mix. Um, and uh, that media mix change is probably going to bring more and more people um, to more traditional channels or more um, more ROI focused channels like retail media networks, which I think are uh, one of the biggest media trends to watch. And the last thing I will say is um, because I could go on um, is e-commerce. Uh, e-commerce has been through some really big ups and downs at the beginning of the pandemic. Everyone doubled down on e-commerce. And now we are seeing that there's a very strong return to store, uh, which I think, again, uh, is is going to uh, be pushing a lot of brands to spend more closer to the point of purchase, closer to that aha moment closer to that ROI. So all in all to say, I think like if I was a brand right now, I would be spending all of my dollars in uh, strategies that are impacting uh, closest to retail, closest to the point of purchase, closest to that end consumer. Wow. You make a very good point because I look at my own behavior. If I can chat for a moment, look at my own behavior. Yeah. And look, we get cabin. I mean, you're cooped up in the house. Yeah. You know? I sometimes find an excuse. Okay, I'm happy to go to uh, the grocery store. I get out of the house. <laughs> 100%. So what I'm looking for is I want more than just a shelf. I want to have an experience when I go there, almost a bit of a social experience. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have fun when there's a food, the food testers or people talk to you. And I go back to the retail because I don't, I don't want to buy. I, I don't get, I need people, people I think need that social, that, that human interaction. Yeah, that we were starving yeah. for. Am I right? I mean, yeah, I, I think that I think that this like before the pandemic, there was there was a lot of talk about how we should create the store as an experience. Yeah. Um, I don't think we will ever go right back to that because I think that for multitudes of reasons, the stores need to shrink in size and they need yeah. to shrink in format. And um, I don't think it's 
practical still um, to staff like uh, for example, in the sampling space, like I, I don't think that we're going to go back to a place where people feel super comfortable with like um, eating a warm like piece of um, uh, pizza on a really? napkin. Yeah, it, store, it was like, fun though. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, it was fun. felt like anything. Yeah. But I think the experience will be omni-channel, like a omni-channel experience. So for for us, like where we're doubling down is we're helping brands understand how you target a consumer online, capture dirt information very quickly so that you can personalize every other step of the of the wow. experience. But ultimately, capture their information, give them an incentive, a free product, give them something that they that they can build a relationship with your brand with ship them the product at home, but tell them where to buy it and then send them back to the store with a coupon. And then where, when they're in the store and they claim their coupon, if we can help them measure via our new retailer integrations, the impact that that initial um, interaction add to converting directly to purchase, I mean, that's the win-win. And all of a sudden they have, you know, this really personalized omni-channel journey. Everybody wins. It's brilliant. It's the data. They get the data. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. And they they now know it's brilliant. We can talk about this for hours. So <laughs> so so one thing I want to I want to I want to I want to talk about is is you know I, I originally met you on uh, probably on LinkedIn uh, where we meet everybody. <laughs> I, mean, I was going like a madman during during the pandemic meeting everybody. Okay, probably met you during that time. And I see you got posts. You're very big on on um, on work life. Actually, before we talk about that, what is what is your success formula? At uh, what is your secret sauce? Because you've won you won you won these awards, and the, especially the Globe Mail. How did you get the business? There's got to be yeah. a secret to this. What can you share about your success learnings? Success learnings yeah. with with the audience. So, so I mentioned that being nimble was very key to building this business because we were very early in a space that will probably have taken 10 years to get to the point where it like, obviously now this is the moment of like every big trend is pushing towards the importance of omni-channel product experiences. But the, but in order to be nimble, the, the key element that you need is a really, really really good team right um so um i think that that people is the number one um my number one responsibility i need to hire people that are smart that are that are able to um ultimately like listen to the market adapt to the market and also that are willing to um take the shots and the risks and 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 uh, i think that sampler our secret sauce is that team like everybody that joins the business, exits the business, interacts with the business, will say there's something about the sampler team. There's something about the sampler team and in, 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 in the twinkle in their eye is what we like to say. So I think that's the the primary reason we, um, we've had such great success. Good for you. Good for you. And a final note, just getting back to the original thing I brought up before, is seeing your posts, you're very passionate about mental health, work-life balance. I mean, I've seen the passion, you know, uh, what's, what, what's, what's that all about? I think it's yeah. more just doing a post that gets likes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, back to the people, um, I, 
a lot of I when I started sampler I I I was it was my first time leading um and I didn't really know how to how to do that um except um one day I said you know what like there was one place that I know I will always be right if I can double check if I could double check one place I will I know I'll always be right and that was my heart and I know that that's like a very like very like I know tacky thing to say or whatnot it's but wonderful. like but I I just knew that if I led with the heart if I asked myself like hey Marie would if if your heart was making this decision would it actually uh, would that decision actually be taken? Um, and that's been my guiding light. And so with that, I think that right now, more than ever, um, because of just the the work um, situation we're in, working, uh, working from home, uh, blurring the lines of personal life and work, um, I think there's never been a, a more dangerous time for our team's balance and our team's mental health. And so I am super outspoken about this because um, I have struggled with uh, with burnout. I've struggled with anxiety my entire life. And so I I believe that by leading with the heart and by ex- sharing my story and being transparent about mm-hmm. my story, I can inspire my team to raise their hand if they need if they need some support um and also to call us out if sometimes like we are overworking them or we are our expectations are not up to up to you know standards but yeah creating that welcoming environment um and transparent space for our team is is really important to me no i think that that's fabulous and that's a fabulous truth to, to attribute to your leadership and your well it's your culture and and uh, I did see a, a post. There was a post you did. I think it was a week ago. Where don't forget work-life balance. I you, you took your son to the is it the Ontario Science Center? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I remember that. You know, like <laughs> it just resonates. Like like a silly, like a thing like that. You know, it just it just resonated. You know, it just resonated. And, and so I say I say Marie Chevrier Schwartz is big on this work. She 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 walks the talk. You know? <laughs> there you she go. Walks, she's walking the talk. This yeah. has been, this has been, this has been very, very insightful, and we're coming to an end to the podcast. We could talk for hours because mental <laughs> health is a whole other issue, and and we can chat about that because I too have suffered from anxiety, anxiety all my life, you know. So I can relate. Anyways, yeah. thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This thank was. You. Is there anything else you want to, final words you want to share before no, we No, just go claim on? some samples. If you want some free stuff, you could go to yeah. www.sampler.io. Uh, and I don't know why I said www. Do people say that anymore? Anyways, sampler.io. <laughs> oh, that's weird. Okay, get off your butts. Go to Sampler. Okay, get in there. Uh, it's all free. All the samples exactly. are free. You can try anything you can try before you buy exactly and uh it's incredible and i can tell you from personal experience it's awesome and uh it's worth it's worth it's worth two minutes of your time so thank you thank you thank you marie have a wonderful day everybody